0: everybody we have saved you a seat this is train station at 8 a video game music podcast and i am your host brian this is episode 41 we're finally back from our hiatus and joining me today are two wonderful people one of which is my brother and co-host Stephen. hello Stephen. hello i'm a wonderful person no you're not I was being hyperbolic. Oh, that's a no, bummer. Really. You are. Uh, you got us a fantastic guest today, though. Who did you manage to get in today,
1: Steven?
2: Well, I managed to get in um, someone who I recently just met. He's a composer for the new upcoming game. Oh, no. Wait a second. I'm actually wrong about this. It turns out we weren't able to get um, the 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 new star from Call of Duty Advanced Warfare 16, but... I, ph- I phoned my old friend Zachary Walton in, who, in my personal opinion, is better than the Call of Duty franchise. <laughs> Hi, Zach.
1: <laughs> Glad that you hold me in such high, like, esteem. So.
0: Steven has been quoted as saying Black Ops 2 is the worst game ever. No, mm, it's, it's Black Ops 1. That's not relevant
2: information for the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but for those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a while, you would have already heard Zach's voice at least once. He was uh, on a Wind Waker episode and also an episode with yeah. Mega Ran. And now he's yeah. back for, I don't know, a triple threat appearance. Yeah,
1: I'm back for part three.
2: And this really special thing about this one... Is Zachary brought um, a song that... Brian, have you ever heard the song before? Not before Zachary showed it to me. He and never. I have never been able to listen through all the way to the end before, <laughs> so this is kind of a new song for us. Oh, you had heard it? Oh, yes.
0: That's awesome. So this song is uh, Eternity from Blue Dragon. Yes. Um, people who know the song are immediately going, oh, and nodding their heads. like. <laughs> uh, but Zachary, uh, before we jump in here, like, what i'm curious why you, this song was interesting to you just like a quick sentence of why you chose this among any other video game
1: songs um i think it's interesting because it is it i i think that i think i think that like eternity it like epitomizes the jrpg boss theme for better and for worse I totally agree with that.
0: And for people who don't know, uh, Zachary is a huge uh, JRPG fan. And actually, one of the biggest contentious topics on our old video game podcast we, we ran together was our opinions on JRPGs, because I constantly insulted them, and he constantly praised them and played them.
2: And I so always kind of this- got caught in the middle, caught in the crossfire, <laughs> and somehow got blamed for all of Brian's evil opinions. <laughs> so for more information on that, go listen to the now-defunct podcast, Disembodied Voices. Um, right. And I guess as we failed to mention in the beginning, Zachary is one of the elite uh, Whales or yeah. Whales... Uh, um network
0: members he is one of the whales he's yes. one of the whales part of the pod <laughs> uh, wow i keep forgetting about that pun it oh yeah it's better every time i hear yeah. it yeah um, anyway <laughs> uh before we talk about that song further though uh let's go ahead and talk about what we've been listening to um steven do you have any interesting things songs
2: um, I listened, Arranged I listened notes. to, um, many s- sounds from, uh, San Antonio when we went to PAX South, uh, the other day. <laughs> that's really dumb. So that's something. Well, it wasn't just like the sounds of mariachi bands playing in the background. <laughs> and yeah, we did hear those. Um, cacti being cacti in the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, but we met a few musical dudes over there, um, at, yeah. at PAX. Um, The one I'm thinking of right now is when we were wandering around waiting to uh, meet up with one of our friends, uh, we saw a little booth by the (music) 1-Ups. And I said, hey, I know who the 1-Ups are. So we sauntered over there and got to meet. He those just walked guys. up to them, said that, and then walked away. I know the one ups It was <laughs> it was a, it was very similar to that. Yeah. Um, we talked with them for a while, and amazingly, they were not at Magfest, which, for <laughs> those of you who don't know, um, was going on the exact same time as PAX South. So all of the guests we've had on this podcast before were not at PAX and were instead at MAG, instead at Magfest. So right, that
0: was kind of a bummer. it was a
2: terrible mix up. Um, but we did talk with them. They were cool. And we had fun. And I'm hoping to get them on the podcast eventually. And we bought one of their CDs. Uh, we got songs for the recently deceased, which is really, really good. Um, so that was fun. We also, in a crazy coincidence, ended up bumping into uh, Jimmy Hinson, aka Big Giant Circles for about 30 seconds. Um, because yeah. he was rushing off to go somewhere else, and that and was in terms of awesome.
0: music we actually got to listen to, we met uh, Matthew Toronto, who had his game Tadpole Treble there, mm-hmm. which is actually like a music rhythm game created by – for people who don't know uh, – created by the creator of the Brawl in the Family webcomic, which is a Nintendo-themed – or Super Smash Bros. themed, really, webcomic that ran for a while that recently ended because Matthew wanted to focus on game development instead with his brother. And so they were there showing off Tadpole Treble and it's really coming along really well. I really like the like western themed musical song I got to play. I did not get to do that one. The one Did the level you play have any big soaring jumps
2: like where you leap out of the water?
0: Uh, not that I successfully pulled off. No. I did some of those and it was by
2: far my favorite part of the game because the mm. game is basically like a side scroller where you're on like a not just not a not like a guitar hero style musical hallway, you're actually on like sheet music essentially. Right, um, and yeah. you're trying to hit the notes, and when you hit certain notes, it will fling you out of the water entirely, and it's really fast and satisfying, and yes. gets
0: you in the groove. It's cool. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. So, that's really all music-wise from the show. Anything else you've been listening to? Um, yes, that is really dead air. Steven. I'm just—it's <laughs> been a really long weekend, <laughs> man. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm afraid
2: I'm out of words. Yeah, like. oh, so much talking, too many people. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Thank goodness there's only the three of us right now. And after that giant episode we had last, last time, um, I don't know if I really have anything special to bring to the table. It's been a lot of just replaying some of my favorite soundtracks, some soundtracks on the car ride. Um, yeah. I I really couldn't
0: point to anything specific. I I can point to some specific things. Uh, we did the trip with a friend and he kept playing, uh, in the car different uh, intros to anime. That's true. That's something <laughs> that happened. <laughs> in, in fact, there was there was a, there was a
1: portion have, that must for, have been the worst for you guys. For
0: about, I love music from anime. For for as much as I don't like JRPGs, the music is amazing. Um, because it's Japanese rock, and I grew up on Sonic, so it it has a lot of crossover in terms of style. Um, so Stephen, any of those stand out for you? Um, well, one part that didn't stand out was when we were listening to
2: every beginning and end theme to. Um, all of the seasons of Full Metal Alchemist. There are so many! Which got very boring after a while. Yeah, that did get pretty dull.
0: Um, uh, perhaps, I, perhaps I prefer the section where we played the our BZ album for him. Um, that was good, too. That was fun. That was good, too. Um, there was a lot of Monster Hunter music. Oh, uh, I love the Monster Hunter music, yeah. Yeah, that stuff was really good. Yes. Um... But yeah, it was an interesting trip, uh, to say the least, and I look forward to going again next year. Oh,
2: yes. There are many, many adventures we had in San Antonio. I thought all of them were fun, um, but I will 100% be going again next year, assuming that nothing terrible happens
0: to my person or, they, or they they the show. Or they have one. Yeah. here's <laughs> hmm. <laughs> was hoping to have it again, but that's up to them. So, Zachary, what have you been listening to, if anything?
1: I, I am constantly listening to music if you did Good. not know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, since I've been last on here, although not too long ago, uh, actually, Modest Mouse, if you are aware, I mean, I'm sure that you are, due to their somewhat pre- big presence now in the rock scene. Um, yes, I played one
0: of those songs in Guitar Hero
1: 5,
0: <laughs> I think, or World
2: Tour.
1: Uh, yeah, I believe that, like, Yes a the, uh, Yeah, a few of those games But, yeah, no, they have a new album coming out this year called Strangers, like, to ourselves And they released mm-hmm. the, uh, signal, uh, the single Lampshades on Fire
3: With the lampshades on fire, the lights go out The room lit up and we ran about but This is what I really call a party now
1: Very much their, it's more like their uh, new poppy sound that they have going on, like mm-hmm. right. with Float On and uh, Good News for People Who Love Bad News. And some fans don't really like it that much. Some fans like the older style of Modest Mouse to where it's more slow, uh, more, I guess, like, deliberate with Isaac Brock, the vocalist, being more mm-hmm. grungy sounding. So. Right. But... Well. It's good though. It's pretty good. Cool. Um lot, and then as well as um one of my other favorite artists Grizz has a has a new album coming out in March as well.
0: What uh, kind of uh, music does Grizz do? I'm not familiar with that. Uh,
1: Grizz is start got his start um doing uh how should I say like I guess like glitch hop if you will. Um, <laughs> All right is I guess the genre, but he he's he's kind of like moved on from that and I believe that mm-hmm. he now calls it like future funk.
2: Yep. All right, I like that. Future Funk is the only thing that sounds more interesting than glitch hop to me.
1: <laughs> um, which, which basically, it's it's kind of like you know, like it kind of has like the heavy bass of dubstep, but mm-hmm. it, but it throws in like the melodies of jazz.
0: That sounds amazing.
1: Yeah, that yeah. sounds really good. Um, he's he's very well known for using a saxophone constantly. Uh-huh. Like, um, uh, in his tracks. Hmm. Very good stuff.
0: Grizz, is that G-R-I-Z? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna look that up. That's that, cool. Actually, yeah, that sounds really, really good. Um, yes, I like that recommendation. <laughs> yeah, and he just released a new album, did you say? Oh, so no, not he has just has a new one, one
1: coming out in March. Oh, okay. Um, but he released two tracks off of the album this Gotcha.
0: Morning. Very um, cool. Yeah. I've actually really, yeah, I really enjoyed the other kind of, like, um... I don't know if it's dubstep, but like electronic music you recommended to me before. I think the Glitch Mob was one, mm-hmm. and then I think Kill Paris was the other. Yes, and both of those were really, really yeah. good. So, or Knife Party might have been the other, yeah, and both yeah. of those were fantastic. Which so.
1: is unfortunate because Knife Party's actual first full length album is not very good. <laughs>
0: Darn! <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: that came out. Of, that came out two months ago. It is just not good at all. Dang it! It's the- a bit too much. Like it's a it's. It's a lot of, like, pandering to, like, to, like, I guess, like, house music fans. It just ah. has that, like, really just, like, just, like, it's, it's kind of like a, like, a, like, repetitive thumping and nothing else. To mm. yeah, it, it more or less just seems like they just made tracks for clubs
3: and nothing else.
0: That is a bummer. That is the one problem I had with their music is it some of the tracks tended more towards that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And well, those were the tracks I didn't like. Exactly what you need to listen to
2: is the music that I created in the PlayStation Two Classic Music Maker. Um okay. And I went to the house genre and made some extremely groovy, non-house-like tunes that I'm sure you would you would love. So I'll have to I'll have <laughs> sure to like. I would port my I, data we, over I
0: really need to find a way to rip the song. Oh from Music there Maker. there's
2: totally like an, an in-game function to do that. You can like yeah. put it on a USB stick. We should just we should send it to Zach and have him review them. <laughs> we should discuss one of those songs yeah. on I think, Yes,
1: I I would be glad to.
0: <laughs> okay, thank you. I guys. am serious come April, I seriously think we might do that. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we have to wait till April? We can do one per month. Let's not push it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so, anything else, Zachary?
1: Uh, just the usual <laughs> hopping around game soundtracks every now and then. Mm-hmm.
0: What have been your uh, recent game soundtrack picks?
1: Ah, uh, hmm. I mean, like nothing, nothing recent. Uh, That's fine. Yeah, it's been. I've kind of been going back to like. Uh, well, I mean, I'm always listening to the to 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 the DK Two soundtrack just because of Dave mm-hmm. Wise is the best. Hmm. Uh. <laughs> Uh, beyond that, um, actually, and actually getting ready for this podcast, I went back and listened to like a bunch of Final Fantasy boss music and right. a bunch of other, I guess, like JRPG boss themes and was like, man, these all sound the same. Uh- <laughs>
0: yes, they do. <laughs> uh,
1: but, yeah, so that's kind of, I guess, a selection of.
0: Nice. Yeah, I think Donkey Kong music is a, is a good thing to go back to. You're, that's like your favorite Game of all time, correct? Yeah, uh, I Dave-wise.
1: mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's really weird because like you know, like I've actually like you know gone and listened to like you know like his other work that that is like you know not related to Dkc mm-hmm. and like it's good, but it's just like I wouldn't call it like the best music of all time. And then I listen mm-hmm. to Dkc too, and I'm like, this is the greatest game soundtrack of all time.
0: How and, does um how does the tropical freeze fall in that?
1: It's I'd say it's uh. Probably, like, his second best after two.
0: Oh, you like him more than the original.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, more or less just because it, I mean, like, he created, like, a lot of, like, brand new tracks that are very classic-wise, whilst also doing some new things that I actually haven't, like, heard him do before with game music, as well as just, like, the, not so much, like, a remix as it is just, like, he completely, like, reimagined a lot of tracks from the first two games.
0: Right. Yeah, that's what I liked about it, is it didn't feel like remixing. It was I think you just get a different uh tone when you get the actual original composer working with their own stuff. And if you just a fan working with it. So that was really exciting. I hope he sticks with making more game soundtracks so it doesn't drop back into obscurity.
1: Yeah. I mean he did the soundtrack for uh Tengami, which is on yeah. That
0: right now. Yeah. Yeah, that, and I heard a little of that and it seemed super good. So here's hoping. Um all right. Well, that's what we've been listening to, so we can j- go ahead and jump into the main attraction here, which is the song we're going to be playing, which is from Blue Dragon, and that is a JRPG, in case people didn't know. It uh, came out on the Xbox 360. Did it come out on anything else, Zach? Was it ever ported?
1: Uh There were a number of sequels on the DS, but... Okay. Yeah, but the original game was only on the 360. It was the first of the big, I guess, like, three, like, JRPGs that... <laughs> uh, uh, that, that Microsoft had had basically like paid and funded to get on the sixty.
0: So, there was like was Enchanted Arms one of those?
1: Uh, and that was not one of those. But that was just the that that just holds the distinction of being the very first like JRPG on the right. on the then next gen systems.
0: Was the oh what's it called? It's like on PC as well now.
3: Oh Last man, written?
1: yes, was that one of them? Written, was also a big game on the 360, but that was also meant to be on the on the PS3. It's just that oh. didn't know how to use uh like, <laughs> like um, uh, Unreal Engine three and just. And then they just canned the PS3
0: version. Nice. Um, all right. Well, that's interesting. So Blue Dragon, a game I have never played. I've seen some screenshots of. I've heard, you know, middling stuff about. What's your background with this game?
1: Um. Well, you know, me being the uh, big fan of JRPGs that I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought a 360 mostly because that was, like, where all the JRPGs were coming out on.
0: It was weird, yes.
1: Back when... Back when the I guess like uh, last generation first started, because Microsoft mm-hmm. was basically trying to make the 360 a big hit in Japan, and so they started just like, right. You know, like, so they so they just started like you know like buying up the support of developers there to like you know make very like Japanese centric games, and uh, Blue Dragon was the first one, which is actually really interesting because it kind of got the Dream Team back together back from Chrono Trigger. Um,
0: Oh, really? With basically, I didn't know that.
1: like, a lot of the same people who worked on Chrono Trigger worked on this game, and it had a similar feel with the same artist, with the same. uh, Well, actually, I don't know. I don't know if, like, uh, Nobuo, like, Uematsu, did the music in Chrono Trigger. I don't think he did. But he did do it in, like, Blue Dragon, though, because, you know, that's kind of who you do. Or, not who you do. That's kind of who you get to, like, you know, do your Japanese, like, um, uh, uh like, um, uh, RPG music is because mm-hmm. it's the face of RPG music, I guess, in Japan. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. And see, to me, Blue Dragon kind of seemed like this squeaky clean, failure-proof, um, you know, heavy-hitter, like, socially engineered, perfect JRPG, <laughs> um, but it didn't seem to have, like, much of an identity or a soul or a good reason to exist beyond, we need a big JRPG for our big console.
1: Yeah, I mean... If you're cynical, sure. Um, <laughs> we are very cynical, <laughs> and now
2: this is me coming completely from the outside, just passing by and saying, "Oh,
0: what's that?" You know, looking at the art in the game reminds you a little bit of Dragon Quest Eight.
1: I don't know if there's the, any because there. it's the same person. Okay, wondering if that was the same guy. Yeah, yeah. No, that would be like that would be like a Toriyama, who also is the creator of who also is the creator. Of a Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z.
0: Yes, that's what I thought. Okay, I thought it seemed reminiscent, but I didn't know he also did a Chrono... Did he say Trigger or Cross? Yes, uh, okay.
1: he... Yeah, no, Cross was done by, like, an entirely different team. Gotcha. Uh, but, yeah, like, um... But, but, yeah, like, Blue Dragon actually is still probably one of my favorite, like, JRPGs from the, um... Uh, last generation. It's, nice. It's just, I mean... It's kind of like a Bravely Default kind of thing to where, like, it's Mm -hmm. so stuck in the traditional way of JRPG that you just can't help but love it. (laughs) I mean, it it, it does interesting things, and I mean, like, it's not gonna, like, you know, like, blow your mind or anything, but it's just, it's very familiar, and I think Mm -hmm. that is kind of what makes its music succeed for the most part, as well as that it's just very familiar, like, Final Fantasy-esque music.
0: Right. Um, except, of course, for the song we're going to be talking Here about. We're the song that we're talking
3: about
1: with Eternity. Um,
0: Somehow this song is not from a Sonic game. Um.
1: Yeah. Um, what's weird about this song is that, like, if you just strip it of the vocals, it is very much just, like, it's very much just, like, a final boss, like, yeah, like, in track like from Final Fantasy Like it just sort of mm-hmm. sounds like that But it sounds like a final boss track Whereas this is just the boss music this Oh is, wait really It's not the final a boss that, This is a song that plays during every boss fight And there, what? Are, <laughs> there are So many Okay so this is actually why I also wanted to bring this up Is because my history okay. with this song Is that Blue Dragon revels in, in it's boss fights There are so many boss fights in okay. this game and this song plays during every boss fight.
3: Wow. And so,
1: and so, you know, some people will will say that they like the song because, like, you know, it gets them pumped up for the fight and everything, which, you know, is yeah. the point of a boss theme. But yeah. when it's played every single boss fight, you, it begins to grate on you and you begin to just – because, like, you know, like, back when I first heard it, I was like, you know, okay, cool, yeah, you know, this works. By about like the fiftieth time, I was like, I want Ian Gillen to die. <laughs> and that is an
2: interesting, uh, interesting point to the song that I did a not very know interesting until point. like 15 minutes ago when I researched the game.
0: Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that after people have a chance to hear it. Um, so before you play it, one other question I had is, is there anything else in the soundtrack like this song or is it just completely it? alone
1: this is the only song that is like it which is weird because the because the actual like final boss music is this is this just like this like this i can't even begin to describe it it's just like kind of like old school like fantasy yeah
0: i actually listened to it with
1: mm-hmm. a choir rising up at, at, <laughs> at, at the start, with, like, having a piano, and then it gets into the guitar and right. stuff, but still, it is very, like, old-school Final Fantasy without, like, wi- without the, I guess, e- eccentric-y, uh, eccentricity, or whatever. I don't know yeah. how to say that word. Anyway. You said it correctly. <laughs> uh, oh, awesome. Uh, of, like, um uh, Ian Gillen's <laughs> admittedly wonderful vocals, but just... <laughs>
2: And that's yeah. the that's the really weird thing. Is this game seems such seems like such a um an innocent normal like you said, Zach, familiar uh JRPG. It's so traditional, it's so expected. And this this uh, utter anomaly was somehow born within it. And I I would tr- I would truly love to know the history of what happened. What
1: um- yeah, I mean, as far as I know, it basically is just that, um, Ian Gillen was the lead vocalist of a band called, like, um, uh, Deep Purple. In, yes. In, in the UK. And apparently, uh, like, um, uh, Uematsu is a huge fan of Deep Purple and just kind of yep. asked him to, like, you know, do the song. And that's apparently it. <laughs>
0: So there is the answer to your question, Stephen, and on that note, let's go ahead and play for everyone Eternity from Blue Dragon, composed by Nobuo Uematsu and sung by Ian Gillen.
1: Fear and awe in your eyes Showing you what you can't see Reaching hands, you are blind Staring down eternity Fear and awe in your eyes Without us, you can't see now Searching hands, you are blind Staring down eternity Hope, despair in your mind Prick your hands until they bleed Showing you what you can't find Staring through eternity Hope, despair in your mind Without us, you are free now Seek now what you cannot find, stammering through eternity. This is the beginning. Here's where it all gets started. Under the sky above, this is the beginning. Here's where it all gets started. Fear what you'll learn to love.
2: Wow, Brian, wow. you were right. I'm so glad I went to this
0: poetry slam with Zachary. <laughs> Uh, that was pretty amazing. That sounds like something Herman Cain would read on a campaign speech. <laughs> um, I think this also so, marks the first song we've
2: ever focused on that I hate. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. I was going to be way more diplomatic until I heard Zach's opinion on this song. <laughs> because I didn't, you know, I didn't want to criticize it if he thought it was an amazing yeah, song, yeah, but it sounds no. like we're, we're level here that this song's interesting, but has its own, eccentricities which i also have trouble saying
1: yeah i mean that's that's sort of why i actually like you know had this idea in the first place is just mm-hmm. that, like i mean for as much as i love the genre i also do realize that jrpgs like tend to reuse a lot of these the same kind of even in their music and yes this, this song is just like, everything about it is just like the excess in JRPGs.
0: Right. It's
2: just
1: <laughs> taken to like all the way.
0: Right.
2: And
1: see, I feel like yeah. I, kinda oh, need
2: to, I need to clarify maybe my position on the song. Um, I don't abjectly hate it. I do not have any, uh, strong ill feeling towards it. You um, just despise it. N- n- nay. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> nay. That would be strong, I- strong ill feeling. Yep. Um, but I also don't, you know, enjoy it ironically. I don't, like, yeah, and kind of secretly enjoy it but know it's bad. I actually think it's an unpleasant song that I don't like, but I think it's very interesting. And I think there's a yeah. lot to learn by thinking about its right. structure and how it yeah. was developed. Yeah, and that's the
0: first really interesting thing I noticed is prog rock and um this kind of – Early, uh, organ focused rock. I'm not sure if that has a genre of its own name, but you know, Deep Purple kind of, I think, pioneered a lot of different prog rock ideas that other people developed has been very influential in Japanese, uh, music, especially boss fights in JRPGs. Like a lot of boss fights are just playing prog rock and it kind of doesn't mesh with the rest of the soundtrack. And this is taking that to its logical extreme to the point where they get the singer from Deep Purple to sing it. <laughs> Like, they're, they're not being subtle that this is their inspiration. So it's kind of like taking to the extreme the idea that this music and this uh, scene and this band has inspired JRPG music since the beginning. It's basically just playing Highway Star for your final boss. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, Nebuo Uematsu, it's not really surprising that he do this. He, he has, like, a whole prog rock band outside of yes. video games in general. Um, so it's really interesting to just see that, like, exposed. What's really interesting to me about this song is I feel it has a lot less of the Eastern influences than other JRPG music typically does. It, it really sounds more Western. It sounds like an actual Deep Purple song with the lyrics down to the type of organ work, I think even more than other JRPG songs do. It might just be having that vocalist in there that makes me think that but it's also like just how um how the song structured and how it uh um especially like the guitar chords in the background just sound straight out of deep purple instead of deep purple with like a japanese twist on it which i feel a lot of other anime music is
1: yeah i mean it's it's really it, I mean, which, which is weird because like if you go and listen to his next work, which was, um, in lost odyssey, which was the second, Mm -hmm. of the like, you know, like a big exclusive 360, like he was very, like, he was very like, I guess, or he was, he toned it down to being more of a very like, uh, very traditional kind of JRPG music arrangements, which, I mean, he's famous for basically like making it so that he composes all of his music. they give me like, um, uh, On like a keyboard first, and and then moves over to other things, Mm -hmm. and so I mean, yeah, it's really weird because like I can't imagine this song being played like exclusively on a keyboard. Yeah, it's just what I was thinking. (laughs) No, you're
2: you're completely right, and Brian, you're also completely right. This it sounds western, it really does. Like, I think I'm, that's, that's one of the reasons you don't like it is you don't like 70s. Exactly. Western rock. I really, really, I don't like deep purple. I don't like that style of music. Um, yeah. And it kind of takes all of the garish cheese from kind of the worst of like JRPG rock or mm-hmm. Japanese rock. Um, and also the, the, the stylistic trappings of what you get in, you know, right. Uh, the British or American, um, prog rock, which I often don't like. Um, and I don't know really the musical terms I'm looking for. Brian, maybe you can help me out with this. But sure. But when you kind of hear maybe. the <laughs> notes that yeah. this song ends on, it does not sound Eastern. Like the... Hands, you are
3: flying, down
2: That is so deep. Right. right like, like that if is you listen to Highway Star, no,
3: that's if just If you put that style. into, like,
2: an energetic synth in a JRPG, it would never go dun-da-dun. Dun, dun. It would always like go dun 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 dun
0: dun! And then it would move
2: yeah, on. Yeah, get happier. Yeah. Like
0: it's, this is so pentatonic and so minor and sticks in a very specific scale that to me is Western. To me is very, um, I mean, it's not always, but how it's played here is very reminiscent of actual Western 70s rock. Deep Purple comes to mind specifically, obviously, over and over again, because I haven't heard a, a lot of their music, but this, I would not guess that this is not just from one of their albums if I heard it. And of course, like a song that's similar to this is, I believe, Violent Storm from Baton Kaito's. Which was the final boss of that. Rock guitars and organ all over that piece.
1: Interesting story about Baton Kaito's. Yeah. Um,. The composer for that, uh, Motoi Sakuraba, is also heavy on the synth rock. He is—he mm-hmm. is obsessed with synth rock. I—I <laughs> loathe that man for his obsession with <laughs> synth rock because he—he he composes so many JRPGs, and oh, everyone one no. sounds exactly the same. Like he—he he composes all—all the, all the Tales games, and mm-hmm. if you go and listen to all the. All the battle themes from, like, you know, like, each Tales game, they all begin to kind of mesh together in your mind, and they begin right. to, to just sound the same, because he just has this, like, fascination with, like, with basically just, like, uh, synth guitars and a keyboard, and, like, and and he just, like, rocks out to it, and right. it never really seems to fit, but yeah, it's it's just his style and people like it. And he himself plays in a synth rock band on his off mm-hmm. time. And
2: now, like, see, I used to completely agree with you that this guy kind of ha- was in a creative sinkhole in a way. Um, and I got really annoyed at that, that music as well. But then I heard some of the stuff he did for like Dark Souls and Kid Icarus Uprising. Okay. And rock, yeah. I think he's. Whoa, he did Uprising? He did some he of did Uprising. Some of tracks. And oh. some of the best ones, too. Um, and he did some, um, some of the new Super Smash Bros. Um,
1: I think the Star Uh, Fox stuff. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's just, he is very interesting in that, like, he actually does have a range. It's just that he never uses it.
0: (laughs) Right. But (laughs) comparing, yeah, comparing this song even to Violent Storm, like the melody and Steven, even I would have to analyze this further to know, like, why these melodies are different. But the melody in *Violence Storm is like that, da 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 da, da 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 like that to me is much more JRPG, like pumping you up. Uh-huh. This is and na 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 na, na da, da, da 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 like that's so different. It's just kind of like emotion that's kind of evoking. Yeah, this it's all all the the range is low. It's repetitive. It's uh right. It's rough and tumble. And if that's not necessarily bad music. Like, I need to differentiate that is So many people love Deep Purple, and you and I dislike it, but I think that's very largely a taste thing for us. Um, I just think that it's not our style of music. I think they're—I'm pretty sure they're good musicians, and they've done good things. I just don't like their style of music. And it, um, like Deep Purple— is normally better than this. <laughs>
3: yes, <laughs> like, that's fair This too. isn't like this your is not average. not good deep purple no. music,
0: but I just mean when we're talking about the stylistic differences, I don't fully fault this song for that as much as not being my cup of tea. Sure. Um, and while Violent Storm is much more up my alley. But I think the other thing that I, I think the progressive rock slash synth rock fitting into JRPGs, a problem with it is it can very easily not be very melodic um, and not have very good or memorable um melodies like the lyric line to this i don't think is a good melody um it often gets caught up in its own kind of meandering solos, rather than what i think the strength of jrpg's often are are those strong melodies which i think can kind of get lost in the background of someone who's too obsessed with a synth rock style
2: so like okay so speaking of those strong melodies resident um jrpg expert zach how would you compare this to all the other boss music that you're used to hearing in jrpg's
1: like it's really weird because like there actually is a pretty substantial range when it comes to like boss themes in JRPGs to mm-hmm. where like say um uh, Shoji Meguro who does the who does the compositions for all of the like um uh, for all the like um uh, SMT games and uh and the Persona games and like he has that very like his boss themes are always this, are always, well, especially with Persona 3 and 4, which is, which I guess is what he's like most known for now, um, are very, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, they, It's kind of like, it's kind of like a very like antagonistic style of rock. It is, it is like rock that is like bearing down on you with the weight uh-huh. of what this boss fight is. Yeah. And, I mean, like, that certainly is interesting, which, like, you know, this is not that. (laughs) Because, I mean, well, I mean, I can kind of see that maybe with Eternity they wanted to, like, you know, have that kind of, like, you know, wanting to pump you up whilst all simultaneously, like, you know, letting you know that, like, you know, this is a boss fight. Uh, But, you know, after, like, the tenth time, you just start laughing at it. (laughs) Yes.
2: Or maybe after the third time. I don't know. It is kind of. I this, think one difficulty. Okay, oh, I was just gonna say it, it is kind of this weird middle ground of like intense and
0: goofy. Like
2: I, I'm not quite sure how how serious it's hard they were to take being.
0: Seriously, but it feels like they want you to, which makes you just um, kind
2: of you know more
0: uncomfortable than you. I were think one reason it also yeah one reason it also doesn't work is a lot of JRPG music, especially. um I forgot his name now. Uh, who's the guy from Baton Kaitos and? Matoy Sakuraba. Whatever, that. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yes. Him. I feel like he takes that style and at least adapts it to a style that fits somewhat in JRPGs. This feels like it's not even trying to adapt it at all. Like it's just literally it feels playing like the an music. homage is what it feels like. Yeah. And that's fine, but it seems like it would be a bonus song or something. It seems like a very, um, noticeable and kind of grating thing to put as the primary boss theme of a game.
1: Yeah, which which is actually one thing that I was wanting to actually bring into this conversation was that you know like I think that like a lot of players of JRPGs tend to kind of just like disregard the the music as just like being like there it's just there it's it it serves like you know a it serves a a like singular purpose of just like you know being the background noise but. I think that, especially with JRPGs, music informs the game design a lot, and, like, if you have, like, a weird or bad boss theme, it's going to make bosses, like, it's it's going to, I mean, because, like, you know, bosses are, like, a super, in, I mean, are, 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 like, an integral part of uh, the JRPG, like, formula in terms right. of, uh, in terms of, like, uh, in terms of the, like of the, like, progression of, like, you know, you going into Overworld, finding a dungeon, getting to the dungeon, finding a boss over and over mm-hmm. again. And just, like, if you just, like, can't feel it with, with the music, I mean, it, like, drags the whole game down also with it.
0: Yeah, because I think JRPG music engages you more than most music, even if people aren't realizing it. Like, an example of the opposite, in my opinion, of this song is the boss battle music, or at least difficult enemy music from xenoblade you will know our names oh that song is awesome (laughs) which is in a similar style and is so good that it had me literally seeking out those enemies so i could fight them and imagine if you replace that with with this
2: song oh god suddenly that like that spike that like you know jumps into your brain when you when you hear that enemy it would go from you know um anticipation excitement fear Suddenly, say, oh, not again. Just just run. Just just run, okay? Just fight something else.
0: <laughs> I just think that's an example of how this kind of music can be amazing for JRPGs, but this in my opinion just gets it so wrong.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it is
0: so
2: it, it yeah. truly feels yeah, yeah. like Nobuo Omatsu was a bit starstruck by the fact that he got his <laughs> his hero's deep purple. He was rather highway
0: starstruck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Anyway, yeah, I kind of have a, a lasting like an antagonistic relationship with Deep Purple because my guitar teacher was a huge fan and had me learning Highway Star mm-hmm. uh, against when I was your first will, learning guitar uh, against my that. will, <laughs> against your will at least. And yeah, I, I don't like it. I really don't like their style much. So, but
2: Zachary, do you do you like Deep Purple? Do you like that kind of original prog rock style?
1: <laughs> Not really. Okay. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like. I mean, like, it's it it's weird because, yeah, like, it does have such a, like, deep uh, influence on Japanese music, especially mm-hmm. with their game music. And yet, like, which, which is weird because, like, I generally like it when it is in Japanese games, but, like, but just the bands them, themselves back in the 70s yeah. and 80s, I just never really got into.
0: I totally agree. And I think that people often... Use the thing like, this influenced this. You need to like this because it influenced this. Like, I don't love blues, but I like a lot of rock. So it's like, you don't need to love the thing that came before right. what you love now. You can um, love Super Smash sometimes Bros. Things improve and realize
2: play. that old fighting games are lame and Smash
0: Bros. is better.
3: <laughs> sure, <laughs> that's an example.
0: So, like, I think, in my opinion, like, this is one example of how Japanese music or JRPG music, at least, improved upon that genre. Actually, it brought in the melodic ideas of video yeah. game music, the punchiness of video game music, and stripped out the things I didn't much like for it uh, from the those 70s band. So,
2: like, like
1: the vocals, like the vocals. Well, yes. Yeah. Well, you look and at the it kind like of if it's
2: grungy, if yeah, it's on a scale, you have 70s and 80s prog rock in the middle, and then you look to right. the right, the natural progression, at least in the way we like it, um, and you have that genre with a Japanese spin and that's where you get sort of your um Sakuraba Storm or you will know our name. But then yeah, you go to this kind of weird stuff. left zone left of the prog rock and it's not prog like JRPG stuff inspired by prog rock it's like prog rock inspired Created. by JRPGs. Yeah. are kind of smashed yeah. together over there and it, it's really weird. It's very um, weird. <laughs> like it's, it's working in the opposite. It's like it has the the function and the the form and the singers of um of right.
0: the but it doesn't seem to have the original talent. that They no, have. it like, doesn't. It's it, kind it of doesn't seem quite as good at on the music low, as they lower were. budget of I don't know. Yeah, like I was trying to learn it on guitar a little bit to kind of understand it before the episode and just the the rhythm guitar is boring. Like it just plays a few basic chords and then when you listen to something like You Will Know Our Names, the rhythm guitar is doing all sorts of great stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. it's mixing in single notes within the chords and vibrato and stuff like that. And this is just kind of plain and rote and the same with the drums. Like everything just kind of keeps going looping. Um, so I don't much care for the, for the composition of this song, but I do like the organ. I think the organ Mm -hmm. is the best part. And that probably shows because Nobu Uematsu like is primarily an organ player with the keyboard as well. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's always, I, yeah, I mean like that's kind of like. Yeah, so like last night and actually just like five minutes before, before this podcast, I actually went and listened to it again. And I was mm-hmm. just like, you know, ah. and then actually like, you know, like once the organ starts, I'm and like, you know, like I'm actually like, OK, I sort of like this now. And yeah, I mean, that's I I think that's kind of like his strength as a composer is more or less like, you know, like his tracks that are like, which are like, you know, like um, which which are like um, obviously like composed with the keyboard or piano or whatever in mind generally shine more so than those that aren't.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and I think that definitely showed in this song as well. And let's hope Ian Gillen does not get a long uh, <laughs> history as a Japanese RPG vocalist. Perhaps we can get him on the show next sure. time.
2: <laughs> and that actually sure. kind of brings up a weird point. We never really focused on a song that we
0: don't like. Very much. Yeah. You know, we we always like really to highlight songs
2: we love, but I kind of think this is an interesting. Um, we need to
0: start doing this more. Yeah,
2: change of pace. I mean, as long as we're not just you know, there's not a song that's kind of easier to make fun of than this one, right? And yeah, we're not. I
0: think we were pretty fair. to <laughs> it, We're
2: not dumping you know well, hate on it or being mean or anything. It's just, I think we found a lot of. Um,
1: actually, I think that there is one other um, song that we could actually bring up, or perhaps play at the end of this podcast to, to, to show you, Stephen. Oh, that uh, there is. I'm trying to actually remember the end of it, so you just talk about something. I hope. All I right. hope
0: you're not about to say "Live and Learn" from Crush Forty. No,
2: no. <laughs>
1: that's
0: amazing. See, that's the example of this cheese done right, in my humble opinion. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah, no, like I absolutely love, like I mean, like I absolutely. Most of Crush Forty's songs, yeah. Uh, I think that their work on Sonic Heroes is pretty terrible. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of not so.
0: Yeah, good. Shadow's getting a little grungy and dark for them. I don't think that's stuff they do as well as the old Sonic Adventure stuff. But they are they are fun. Like they have a sense of fun that I don't think this song quite captured. Um. So that that'll about wrap this episode up. Um. Stephen, hello. Hi. Bye you have any place people should... F- oh, wait, before we do that, where can people find this song, Steven? Um, it
2: is on iTunes, so yes. there you go. Yeah. Uh, and I think, it I think that's on. the only place you can buy officially from oh, really? the developers yeah. at this point.
1: And also, uh, whilst you're there, you also should check out Bad Boot Bot, which is the <laughs> song that I was talking about. <laughs> oh my gosh, I am going to listen
0: to this one <laughs> or at this show. Which
1: is the uh, song that, is, that plays after you rescue a village... Uh, which, which is, which the people, which, like, uh, if you look on the, like, main character, the little yellow guy with the hat, um, his race lives there, and they sing this really awful, like, Japanese, like, kindergarten song when you rescue their village, and it's really hyper, and it's just not fun. But, <laughs> not but, fun. Fun. <laughs>
2: Well,
1: I But at least wow. it's fun
2: saying "bad Yeah, <laughs> That was about to say. Well, maybe that's, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say this is not Nobu Amatsu's finest work. Um, but I don't know. That sounds pretty controversial. But I, I, it is work. It is certainly work. Yeah. Um, yep. And we appreciate it work. The rest of the music is much better on the album, so go check this oh, okay. out. <laughs>
0: there you go. Yeah, get the rest and just get this out of pity or uh, But no, yeah, as,
2: as for wrapping up the show and saying where you can find us, um, yeah. it's, it's the usual stuff. We're Train Station at Eight, your friendly video game music podcast, and you can find all of our shows at whalesforwhales.com. And of course, search Train Station at Eight on Twitter and Facebook and any social media platform that we happen to be on. Um, and interact with us because we would love that.
0: Yeah, on Twitter if you want to follow me personally I am Lord Meldor and Stephen is Stephen Kelly 180 um, Zachary, where can people find you if they want to I don't know, <laughs> see you on shows or, t- yeah, or whatever
1: Yeah, uh, you can find me over at Faison Masher, where I am frequently tweeting about video games, music, and anime
0: That seems to fit today's uh, episode Yes, no,
1: <laughs> it all makes perfect sense now And we have a couple different
0: shows in the works where Zachary will be on more regularly. So if you enjoy him and his opinions and his wonderful (laughs) song ideas, uh, then check out our other podcasts. Uh, Yeah. That'll be right, yeah. but we don't you have know, any I just realized this is our first uh, normal
2: episode of 2015. This is going to be a weird year, it's, isn't it? This is going to be a very weird year. <laughs> we
0: have and opened a can I of dragons. Zachary helped. Zachary is the
2: catalyst for our weirdness.
0: <laughs> Indeed. So uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us, and see you two weeks from now. That's going to be weird to oh, say. Oh, boy. But, yeah.
2: Yeah. Goodbye, week All right. Three. Bye. we
0: Weekly. Bye.
3: All right, record I anymore. said bi-weekly. That was my joke, but you yelled over it.